loud chewing, not signaling when turning, not using a coaster, and using the word literally, figuratively, all the time. We've got a new crew at the GYST podcast, and that means new pet peeves we get to talk about. Coming up on this episode of your GYST podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the GYST podcast, otherwise known as Get Your Shit Shit Together. Oh, together. We're changing it up. I got it. Together. <laughs> so we're bringing back an old episode. It's probably one of my favorites from before I was on the show. And we were talking about pet peeves. Something mm. so small that can develop into something big, but really only affects you. And so... Back in the older episodes, we were a couple of the pet peeves I said at earlier. Coasters. Yeah. Rohit loves coasters. Rohit's table does not love coasters. <gasps> and, and what's funny <laughs> is today you were not using a coaster and there was a drop of your drink on the counter. To be fair, I didn't put my drink there. Pat did. He's right. <laughs> it is all fall on the sword. Because <laughs> he, he's like, oh, I got your drink. And he pulled it out of the fridge. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he just puts it on the counter. I'm I like, never really mm. understood the need of coasters on things that are not wood. But it scratches. <sighs> and it... It's going to be a... This is going to be a... Uh, and it an leaves like condensation episode. on stuff too. It gets all wet. Yeah. And then you get wet papers and stuff. Fair. All right. So, pet peeves. I'll start off. Scott uh, Chang. Scott Chang reporting in. But I'm your host today. With me, we've got... Roth Rahila. Patrick Liam. All right. Awesome. And we're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> we can officially start. So, I mean, the one everybody always knows, traffic. You know, traffic, etiquette, traffic rules, like left lane Sunday drivers. That's one I don't like. And the funny thing is I don't even drive in the left lane and they bug me. <laughs> um, another one, no blinkers when you turn and then zipper merge. You don't like zipper merge? Oh, I like zipper merge. Oh, when, like, when, yeah, people, when people respect don't, it. Yeah. When people don't do yeah. the zipper merge. And I, the thing is, like, I feel like I'm the asshole because I don't yes. let them in. But I'm like, no, no, no. I, I will let you in when it's the end of your lane. I will move back. I will slow down and let you in. But when there is traffic and you stop, like, half a mile down the road just to try to merge in, you know how much traffic you're backing up? Yeah, I don't really have any driving pet peeves. Really? Yeah, I'm just... I kind of, I probably have a reason why a lot of people have pet peeves for okay, driving. Hey, now we know why. Uh, I've ridden with him. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Side seat drivers? Backseat drivers? Backseat or side seat drivers? Side seat. I've never heard that term. Probably backseat, but on the side. No, All right. That's that's usually high commander because she's always in the front seat and she's just like, watch uh, out, you're going so fast. Slow top, down. Up top drivers, you know, the people that are on top of your car <laughs> after you run them over? Well, I mean, I'm in the van, so they, they're usually under. The people in the back. <laughs> but... I mean, what are some of your guys's? Oh, I'll jump in there. Slow okay. walkers. Oh, and that is God. not an attack on you. Why are you looking right at me? Because I knew you. <laughs> no, nope, you, you can't look at me and say it's not an attack on you. That's not fair. You have longer legs. I do. I and when I say slow walkers, it's mainly people in pairs that are side by side oh. that are taking up the entire sidewalk. Pick a lane, people. It is either go that way or go that way. You don't need both. Yeah, we see a lot of that at the Pike Place. When you got like two, three people side by side, the aisles aren't very wide down in the market. So when you got people doing that, it is a traffic jam. And here's here's my biggest one. 
misuse of tech. Like, what do you mean? People who are walking around with oh, their cell the phones. the irony of you saying that. I know, isn't this great? People listening to like their speaker phones uh, oh, out in the wild or listening to their music when yeah. there are things like AirPods and wireless headphones. It, it just, no, why? It's, for me, that's the, it's the etiquette of that. And like, and a lot of the times I don't know if they know that. Like, oh, I get a lot of that down at the market. A few of my neighbors are older Asian ladies. And when they listen to their music, they will put it on blast. And yeah. like, I guarantee you, everybody around them is going to hear it, but they just no care in the world. A and, lot of it. A lot I'm, of it comes to etiquette. Talking I, in theaters. And I've dropped it uh, like a hint. I'm like, hey, um, do you need headphones? I have an extra pair. She's like, no, because I don't like to wear headphones <laughs> because I can't hear my customers. Well, I'm like, well, I can't hear my customers because I can only hear your music. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's a good one right there. I'm starting to realize that I am... Probably a reason why a lot of people have pet peeves. Yes. And I actually have that uh, as one of my points. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. That's so, true. Rohit for the first swing. It's okay. Well, not you specifically, even okay. though I was looking right at you. No. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Uh, the most recent one I had was uh, toddlers in the library. I just wrote this down. Toddlers in general. No, I don't mind toddlers. Like, I love toddlers. I think they're hilarious. But there are is a time and a place for them. And the library is not one. Because I was in the library about an hour ago doing notes for the show. And there, were a to- there was a toddler in there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I can hear you through my noise-canceling phones. It was killing me. I was like, ah, why? Why is this kid in here? I don't trust children. They're here to replace us. Mm, I know. <laughs> Unless we stop them now. Well, I have a van you could borrow. You need. <laughs> See, I took this literally, and as a pet peeve, is dogs named Goober. Took this literally? <laughs> pet peeve. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. Um, that's a bigger one for me. It's uh, rudeness to service industry workers. Oh. That's, I mean, I, could that be a pet peeve? Well, are you pro or con? I'm against it. Okay. Like, um, and then also like bad tippers. I don't like them. You know, it might, it might help a little bit if we kind of describe or, uh, define what a pet peeve is. Okay. Oh, geez. For me, I feel like it should be something that only affects you, I guess, but you blow it up more than you should. It's like taking it personal. Yeah. Almost. It, it, like right? an annoyance yeah an annoyance or something because I, mine are, are so my number one number one is and and i guess this is kind of a cop out i'll 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 call myself out on this because it's so general but discourteousness oh yeah that to me like if i'm driving and uh, you don't turn your blinker on, you just move over, that's discourteous to, you know, to other drivers. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you are on an on-ramp and it's, you know, the lights to let you know when you can get on the freeway and you just go, that's discourteous. So for me, discourteousness, by far number one. And then I was looking at the other ones and it kind of, everything can kind of be under that umbrella. Uh, one is... Uh, generic treatment of others celebrations and what i mean by that is birthdays and anniversaries things like that and i'm going to talk about work i've received a birthday card 
and it'll just say happy birthday or anniversary. Great working with you. Looking forward to what you do with your career. It's like that insert random name here. It's, oh, okay. it's not personalized, right? And so I go above and beyond in, uh, and, and Patrick can attest to this, in, in making a personal message with so much symbolism, similes, and metaphors that uh, Patrick called me one day and he's like, what is this random stuff that you wrote? <laughs> and I broke it down and it took about 15 minutes of pure, like each line, this is what it means. And at the end, he's like, oh man, now I want to go back and read all the ones that you did. I'm sad like, I missed the, the one that you probably wrote. Right. Or the one that we just went out. <laughs> even, even Twana, for example, today, we, yeah. this one girl that we work with, uh, everyone else is like, happy birthday, enjoy your day. And I wrote like half a page of just personalized descriptions to her. So it's not celebrating other people's, uh, you know, just making it generic. So I feel like I do something similar. I probably don't go as deep as you, Rohit, but usually when I do cards or anything, I tend to do a little bit more. Yeah. Ah, uh, look at you, emotional beans well, over only here. because... Mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize until I was my cousin, she got married and I wrote her a, like congratulations on a card and I put like a hundred dollar bill or yeah, a hundred dollar bill in there for her, like her gift. And then she's like, yeah, I kept your card on the fridge. I'm like, what? Like, what did I say? He's like, oh, you had a really heartfelt message. I was like, oh, did I? I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. So they, she showed me the card. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I did have a good message. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. And it was just like, I, I think I was just writing, you know, from the heart, you know, because I've known her for like two, three decades almost. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to be special. Everybody, usually with long weddings, you don't get a lot of cards. You just get money. <laughs> there's a little fruit basket and everybody puts money in there and then yeah, that's it. So there's really nothing for you to remember. And this is digging too deep. But long weddings are actually pretty horrific for the bride. It, only because... If you see go to a Hmong wedding, it's usually somber. Every, the bride is always crying. Um, she, she's not happy ever, and it's just a bunch of old men like lecturing. Teal is crying at our wedding. That's true. To be fair, before you came out, she was like, "Should I do this?" And I was like, "It's too late. I'm already here. <laughs> you made me wear. I already said yes. We have to do this." <laughs> uh, so I wanted to have, have something to remember about uh, her mm -hmm. wedding by, as opposed to just being surrounded by a bunch of old men getting lectured about their future and everything. So I'm like, I put this heartfelt message and a hundred dollar bill, which I think she remembered a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah, and that's, I love doing that. It's, it just comes like second nature to me. And then uh, just two more that I've got one, this one really bothers me so much to where like, I will even speak out. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, I let them know like, Hey, it's like, what you're doing is not nice. It's when I'm at the grocery store, I'm looking at something and they walk right in front of me. Like I'll be, uh, I mean, I, I'm close enough to where you can tell I'm looking at something and people just walk right on by without even in and like say, excuse me. Cool. No problem. And, and I do that all the time. And I'll talk about why in, in an upcoming point, but when they just walk right in front of you, I'm like, okay. And, and like, I want them to know that's not nice. Um, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and the other thing, and this is, this is a bit more complicated and it might need further explanation. If it does, just let me know. But it's thinking that you need money for experiences. Hmm. I think we talked about this a previous episode. You brought it up. Yeah. 
Um, about that one? Uh, yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like, oh, I, I can go on this trip, but I don't have the money for it. Oh, I can go buy this car, but I don't have the money for it. Well, yeah, you don't have the money for it. What are you going to do to get that money for it? Like, for example, today I was having a conversation with a coworker, and she was talking about how uh, she would love to go to the movies, but she can't spend $50 to go to the movies. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> Here we go. Um, this is just like, uh, oh, he's not here, so he can't defend himself. It's like Glenn and his $15 coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, she was like, she's like, it, it, talk about like a date type of situation, right? So she's like, what, $10 for movie tickets. So that's two, that's $20. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get sodas and popcorn and stuff like that, and she's like, you know, I'm spending like $50 for, for a couple hours when I can watch a movie at home. And I was like, hold up. I was like, first off, you don't need to have popcorn. You don't need to have soda. So at the very minimum, I've now saved you $30. It's, it's $20. One. Two, there are special days where you can get discounts. $5 movies. Right? And so the other thing is don't equate an experience of going to the cinemas as watching the same movie at home. Because if you go to the movies wearing sweats, sweatshirt, flip-flops, whatever, then you are making that just the same as staying at home. But if you get dressed up, and I'm not talking about wearing a suit and tie, but nice jeans, maybe even a sweater, just whatever to make make it an experience. Now, all of a sudden, that experience is worth way more than $20. And just recently, we went to go see, uh, was it The Creator? Um, and I just sat there through the credits, still processing everything that I just experienced, right? At home, I couldn't do that. I've, I've got the dog barking or, or whatever. I've, I'm on my phone or, or what that, that experience is not the same. And when people feel like they need to have money, she, she was talking about, oh, I'd, I'd love to go to the zoo, but it's too expensive. There are free days where you can go. Um, there's there's free days at national parks. There's free days at museums. museums. There's lots of those things. Something else that most people don't know, at least in King County, uh, the King County Library System, you can check out passes to go to those museums, oh, to go shit. to Mount Rainier. I did not to, know that. See? There are things that you can do for free. So when people say, I need money for experiences, no, you don't. It's just a convenient excuse. Yeah. It really is, yeah. It's it's all about kind of like the last episode that we did. We were talking about people want to do what's in their comfort zone. So if they have an extra hour or two or three, then they think, okay, if I had an extra hour, let's just say, I would do these things. Mm-hmm. You have an hour every single day, but you spend it scrolling. You spend it watching TV. You spend it... Rub-a-dub-dub. Rub-a-dub-dub, whatever that means. Oh, <laughs> that's inappropriate, sir. <laughs> what? This is, yeah, you need to keep your rubbing to yourself. Um, but, you know, when, when you're talking about those types of experiences, you don't have to spend money to, to do those things. If, if I go for a walk around the block, I can just look at my clock and say, okay, I'm, I'm back in 15 minutes and, and that's it. Or I can take a half hour. Is my walk going to be different? Yes, because now I'm experiencing the walk. I'm breathing in the cold air. I feel the cold air going into my lungs. I'm smelling the different smells. I'm looking at the lawns. I'm looking at the people who uh, are, 
have well manicured lawns. I'm looking at the clouds. I'm looking at the trees. I am living in the moment. And so I think experiences come down to what you make out of it rather than uh, paying for it. I have been to Pike Place Market a hundred times before I met you, Scott. I walked up and down. I've I've seen all the vendors. I've I've even gone to the shops underneath. And he never said hi. Right? And well, that's because I saw you on TV. I was like, man, oh, I, I'm, I, famous. I, I'm not <laughs> not able to talk to this guy. He's too popular. But after talking to you, a completely different experience. And so you can have these different experiences if you choose to. And that's the thing is I don't think most people choose to do it. If if I go to Patrick, somebody who has talked about his passion for kayaking, if I go kayaking by myself, I know how I'm going to enjoy it the way that I enjoy it based off my interpretation, based off my past. If I go with Patrick, he's going to say, uh, try this instead. Uh, try rowing this way or, or try going backwards. Like, for example, when I go kayaking, I love going backwards. It's easier for me. It's more enjoyable. And people look at me, they're like, you're weird. Why are you going backwards? But it's how I enjoy it. And so, you know, I, sorry. It's, Whew, it's, I just kept so on going. There. So saying, we, of, we need to go kayaking now. It's sort of like a pet peeve is an anti-passion. Almost, yeah. Like, oh. you cheating yourself. Yeah. That's what yes. it is. That's what it is. Man, I'm getting fired up. Because <laughs> it's the same. It's it is. the same checkboxes, but it for like an opposite version of what it is. You know, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. Wow. Yeah. Damn, we got really fired up. Man, that's all right. That's a passion, though. Yeah. You're just passionate about this uh, negative behavior. Well, people are no. so dismissive about life, too. No, and that's the thing. It's like, that's, I mean, when you break it down, like, he broke down why it's his pet peeve. Like, to the T. Yeah. Like, for me, it's it took me a little bit longer to break down certain things. I, for me, I just... I don't like listening to other people's music. That's the story <laughs> I can break that down. See, so when, oh. we, when we get to like when, for me, a lot of my pet peeves has to do with business or work or how it's almost in line with you with etiquette, like social etiquette. Yeah. I don't like when people are lousy tippers. I don't like when people are rude to customer service. And I don't like, uh, like, you know, I said bad tippers just because I have to see it every day and I'm in that field and it, and a lot of people who are bad tippers, I if it's a friend of mine, I keep a mental note. And I remember, I'm like, I can't go have dinner with this person. Where do you think our pet peeves come from? Uh, for me, I think it's, for me personally, it's from how I was treated. So I, I, I don't want somebody to ever be, like, to feel like the way I was felt. Cur I would agree with that. I, I would think about mine, and subconsciously, I would never do the things that drive me insane. They they probably come from a disservice, well, and uh, I think uh, in our previous episode, um, the second time we talked about pet peeves, I think Rohit mentioned that a lot of your pet peeves is almost like looking in a mirror. You have some of those peeves there that you, when you see it in other people, it makes you angry. Um, for me, the lousy tipping—it's not me per se, but my family. My family are lousy tippers. I struggle to go out to dinner with them, which. For their sake, they don't really actually go out to dinner very often. It's like once or twice a year, really. But I make sure I pay. And when I pay, I make sure I'm the one tipping. <laughs> because they. I think it's just they don't go out much. So they don't understand the etiquette of tipping. Now, if Glenn was here, he'd be arguing. He's like, well, why should they tip if the service was subpar? I'm like, well, <laughs> mm -hmm. we can have this argument every day, like for a while. 
it's interesting. There's there's two pet peeves of mine. One is breathing, hearing breathing. Mm-hmm. Breathing is a pet peeve of yours. I can't. Stand I'm it. sorry. I breathing. can't. I can't stand. Let hearing me die it. here. <laughs> and it's so subconscious that where if I go out and I'm working out mm-hmm. or I'm going on a walk and I hear myself breathing and I'm like, okay, other people can now hear me breathe and I can't stand when I hear the breathing noises. I'll hold myself back. I'll, um, I'll, I won't increase my heart rate. I'll, I'll stop. I'll slow down. Um, these noise canceling headphones have changed my life when it comes to working <laughs> out because I can't even hear myself and I don't care what other people think. But that's an interesting thought is this pet peeve, this thing that drives me insane is holding me back negatively now. It's something that I need to conquer and overcome. And I think that's truth with maybe all pet peeves. Is it is pet peeves there to help us prevent us from something or is it there for a challenge to overcome? And the other thing is sometimes do you just let it go? That's yeah. And the, the, the thing is like, if I give like perfect example is the high commander. I love the high commander and everything. She works so damn hard. And every time we drive home 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, we're both dead tired, but she ha- feels the need to stay awake during the drive home. But she, a while in the drive home, she yawns every five minutes. I'm like, mom, just, just go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. But she feels like she has to stay awake to keep me awake, but she's yawning every five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. which is making me sleepy. So I could get mad at her, but I just bite the bullet. And like, you know, it does bug me. It does make me sleepier, but you know, she has worked a full day. I have to put myself in her shoes. She's very tired and she's doing this to help me. Like she doesn't, I don't think she understands that. Like, you know, her yawning. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to let her do her yawning because that woman has worked like every single day for 75 years. So she can yawn if she wants. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that we talked about is when it comes to pet peeves, it's an opportunity to learn from it as well. And for example, for me, when I think about discourteousness and and some of these other traits that, that bother me, I know that it bothers me. And so I don't want to be that bother for others. So I adjust my behaviors accordingly. Uh, you know, just going to pick some, I'm just going to throw something random out there. Uh, let's just say once upon a time, I used to walk in front of people, right? Without saying, excuse me mm-hmm. or anything like that. And now I'm like, I don't like it when you're doing that. It, it, you know, and so now I make sure I don't do it. If, if I do need to, I say, excuse me. And most of the times people won't even say anything. I'll be like, Oh, excuse me. Don't even acknowledge me. But when someone says, Oh, it's no problem. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, something like that. It feels good. I'm like courteousness. It's, it's huge. One of the, one of the most interesting things in, about Eastern philosophy versus Western philosophy. Western philosophy is very individualistic. Eastern philosophy is very uh, centered around society. And the in, in Western philosophy, it's all about celebrating yourself as an individual. Individuality is so highly regarded that we all feel like the world revolves around us. Whereas in Eastern philosophy, it's the other way around. Uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And because of that, the amount of courteousness over there is way different than over here. Uh, people talk about the differences between you know Japan and, and the U.S., for example. Oh, right? it, it is night and day. You've been to both. What are, what are some of your thoughts? Um, so the whole thing you were talking about, uh, courtesy on the road, 
when you let somebody through, they will oh, if they can't stick their arm out the window or up the window so they can wave at you, they will flash their um, hazards. So I adopted that when I came back. I'm like, that's actually so nice. So every time somebody lets me in, I will tap my emergency blinkers twice so they they know that that's a that's a wave. Also because I'm in a van with non-discreet windows, so they can't see my hand waving and any of the children's hands waving. But no, the, uh, and then also there's an etiquette just for walking. If you're going up the escalator, if you're slow, you stay to the right. Or is it the other left? I don't remember. Uh, but but you leave a path for the people who are in a rush to run by you without fail. Um, and it's not said anywhere. It's just everybody knows how to do this. Everybody knows what to do. And then also the other thing was a lot of etiquette was you don't, there's no trash bins anywhere, but there's really no litter. Because you're expected to take that trash home with you or to when you get to a bin and you could throw it away. Um, there's a couple there's a couple etiquette things that I didn't know. Like you don't eat and walk at the same time. It's considered rude or dirty or almost. But you're encouraged if you buy food from a stall, you can stand in front of that stall and eat there because usually there's trash bins right there. But when you take that food and go, one, you could spill it somewhere you could, and you have nowhere to throw the garbage and you could possibly litter somewhere. So it's just, it's that same time, that mentality, which I'm kind of amazed. Like I've always heard about it, but I never saw it in full practice until I went there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And so, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about high school for a second. So one of my grace mentors was one of my teachers, uh, Mr. Kuniasu, Japanese grew up in Hawaii there. (laughs) Um, I was, uh, I will say this. I was amongst his top five students and and he taught for a long time. I was also one of the people who got in trouble with him the most. And there were times when, and he would call it a one-on-one when, because we were also part of an after-school club and everything like that. So it was similar to DECA. Uh, And so if, if I would do things that, that messed up, or if, if I, as the leader didn't, portray the traits of a leader, he would, he would have these talks with me. And I didn't think about this until he pointed out whenever he was talking to me in a, almost like a disciplinary uh, mentor mentee type of situation, I would not look at him. I wouldn't make eye contact. I just have my head down Mm -hmm. and I didn't think anything of it until he pointed it out one day. He's like, you know, what's, what's interesting in, because we would have philosophical conversations all the time. And, and one of the things that he talked about was Eastern versus Western philosophy. He would say when he has that same type of a conversation with someone from a Western philosophy, they're staring at him in the eyes, you know? And, and if you think about growing up, how many times did you hear uh, Well, I, I guess I never did, but, but watching on TV, like, look at me when I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. you know, whereas in, in Eastern philosophy growing up, uh, as an Indian, I would always have my head down as a sign of respect. If I'm getting in trouble, I want to respect you. And so I would just have my head down and I didn't think anything of it because there's so many things that are just natural behaviors to us that we don't think twice about them from everything that we do. I'm not just talking about me in particular, but even Patrick and Scott, a lot of your behavior is centered around things that you do that you don't even think about. You don't even think about where that behavior came from or what experience that came from. It's just who you are. It's not till someone else points it out that you're like, oh, wow, like I didn't even think that that was a thing. Uh, Patrick, you as an owl, the the analytical person, 
you are probably more aware now that you're analytical because Scott and I are not like that. And so you're like, wow, like, I guess I really do have these traits. And Scott, same thing with you. You and I are koalas. We are driven by our hearts and in servitude of others. And it's probably something that you didn't realize, oh, that's why I enjoy this. That's why I enjoy doing this kinds of things. So it's, it's interesting when we take a look at our behaviors and where pet peeves come from, a lot of times what they're doing is they're contradicting the way that we live our own lives. But if you take a look at it as a learning opportunity, it's an amazing teacher when it comes to course correcting. Oh gosh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think interacting with you guys, especially Glenn, who with the lion personality, the go-getter, the uh, I don't care about anything, or I only care about the outcome, has helped me. And perfect example was Glenn and I were at a movie probably about three weeks ago or something. Um, my neighbor on the left seat was super obnoxious, and I was getting very annoyed and everything. One, he had way too much cologne on. He kept looking at his phone. He kept talking to his friend. And I was like, wow, Glenn's going to go apeshit on this guy. And it wasn't until afterwards. He's like, yeah, you know, the old Glenn would have slapped him in the head. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, you've been hanging out Rohit. I'm like, okay. But now I was like, you know, maybe I could be a little bit more like Glenn. A perfect example of this is the like same thing. I don't like uh, one of my other big, big base pet peeves is cheapness. Not being cheap, but cheapness at others, like at other people's uh, expense. Uh, one a good example is most recently a guy at the market. He works in the market and came to my stand. He always gets flowers from me and he always gets a great deal just because I've known him. I've never really talked to him. He's a fellow business owner. And I've always given him anywhere from 50% to 30% off, which is a little killer. This time it was a straw that broke the camel's back. He brought some friends. I don't know who they are. I easily made a $40 bouquet for them, and they expected to only play $20. They were like, oh, he said you were going to give a better price. I lost it. I snapped. I told him, like, honestly, if it matters, because I asked only for $25. Just because, hey, since you know him, whatever, I'll be nice. $25. You get $15 off. They go, well, we were hoping for $20. I was like, honestly, you need that money and this bouquet more than I do. Um, honest, and honestly, I was just so mad. I just just take the bouquet then. I walked away from the stand, stormed off, and they sat there like dumbfounded. My neighbors saw the whole thing happen, and I walked off, cooled off for about 15, 20 minutes. I came back. They were gone, and my neighbor asked, like, hey, what happened? I explained the whole situation. Um, I asked him, like, did they take the bouquet? He's like, yeah, they took the bouquet. I'm like, oh, that speaks multitudes about their character. So they took, <laughs> they took that bouquet, and the next day, that guy came down, and he was trying to, hey, what happened? Like, this is what your friends did. I'm sorry. Like, you and I are okay. Because I don't like confrontation. Uh, I always try to settle it, like, peacefully. And I had to tell him. I was like, hey, you and I are okay. I will still say hi to you every morning, be cordial with you, but I can't do business with you anymore. And he's like, well, I didn't do anything. It, it doesn't matter. I have to nip this in the bud now. Um, you and I are fine. Just please don't ever buy flowers from me again. Uh, you have everybody else in the market. There are about two or three other dozen vendors here. We are fine. You just can't buy flowers from me. So I, I just had to do that. It was, I had to put my foot down. And I learned a lot that I'm like, wow, uh, sometimes I kind of have to be an asshole. But that's the other thing. It's, you have to get outside your comfort zone. Sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to be confrontational. You have to ask yourself and everything. Uh, with pet peeves, a lot of it, yes. If it's small, let it slide. 
because uh, you ruining a relationship over something so small that really only affects you is more detrimental in the long run. But if it goes against your values or your beliefs, then definitely say something. And the other thing is, if you now you guys know all of our pet peeves, so you can more than welcome welcome to weaponize it. Rohit's like doesn't like to be walked in front of. He he loves coasters. Pat, I totally forgot yours now. <laughs> Slow walkers. Slow walkers. Okay. And for me, just please don't haggle. Please don't haggle. <laughs> and with that, guys, um, even with personal development, um, you learn a lot about, about pet, yourself about pet peeves. So please, like, thank you for listening to us and join us for another episode next week with the GY State Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.